What if emotion could be the greatest teacher of them all? Hey, this is Steve, and this is the Career Competitor Coach's Corner. In 1991, Michael Jordan claimed the first of his six NBA titles with the Chicago Bulls. And when we look back on this moment from over 30 years ago, it's easy for a basketball fan like myself to applaud the statistical line of the points and other key contributions he made towards the achievement. But arguably the most iconic moment came long after the initial circus of celebrations that took place on the court. When Jordan had time to process the achievement and the journey required in getting there, videos started to circulate of MJ hugging the Larry O'Brien trophy and crying almost uncontrollably. The moment was so great, and the work that had gone into it required so much effort that the emotional response could not be contained. Jordan was arguably considered the most fierce competitor of his time and may go down as the greatest competitor to ever play the game of basketball. Furthermore, teammates over the years voiced the bullish and aggressive behavior they had to receive from their leader, many of his counterparts going so far as to address Jordan as a bully. But the ultimate prize triggered a vulnerability in this otherwise bulletproof shell he carried himself in that teaches us the power and force that emotions can have. For some reason, claiming the ultimate prize in sport makes it okay to sit with and display our truest of emotions, as if the success or the stakes must be so high for an emotional response to be worthy. But what about those of us that will never see an NBA Finals court? Does that mean our emotional response doesn't warrant being embraced and released? Much like when the next great basketball talent comes along and is labeled the next Jordan, emotional intelligence has become the major sought-after criteria behind a great leader in the past 12 months. The same way vulnerability was before that, and transparency came before that, and trust came before that, and so on and so on. Emotional intelligence, otherwise referred to as EQ, is strongly associated with paying attention to emotional responses in employees when they are not doing so well. But I happen to think we sell the potential for EQ short by not discussing how leaders can be more attentive and encouraging towards more outward pouring of positive emotional responses too. There are opportunities for emotion to tell us more about our level of commitment, satisfaction, frustration, elation, and so on than any data or feedback we can collect. If you sense yourself withdrawing from an opportunity, then you might feel emotions that can highlight anxiety or dissociation from your environment. If you become emotional when recognized for the work you have done, your body is trying to acknowledge the pride you feel towards yourself. It is in this coach's opinion that emotion can be the gauge capable of providing some of the most accurate data on a person. However, based on how organizations invest their resources in learning about their people, 
it seems when the option is to either apply what emotion is telling them or squash and avoid the emotion, that the latter sadly remains the popular choice. When a leader or an organization avoids the emotional data in front of them, history shows an individual is unlikely to respond well. Instead of investing in a coach to help overcome resentment in a job, for example, it's more likely that a person will choose fast food and alcohol when they feel their true emotions are being ignored. Furthermore, society has also taught us to take feelings of pride and joy and keep them to ourselves, or at least celebrate as privately as possible, insisting upon humility and to not let our true emotion of excitement be showcased. Whether the emotion is born out of the more adverse and desperate end of the career spectrum, or if the result is the truly ecstatic and defining moments, the emotional response is capable of educating both the person experiencing it and any leader willing to notice it. Imagine if an employee was able to respond to stimulus with authentic emotion and be able to discuss why they responded a certain way with a manager or leader. Would that not allow for leaders to become more emotionally intelligent? Would that not ensure a member of a team or organization was made to feel more at ease and welcome? Would that not provide them the environment to prosper within their role? Our body wants to live in and experience that emotion of pride, joy, gratitude, or ecstasy, whatever it may be, but sadly, there has been a lot of work done to prevent this from being the norm. Look at my swimming career, for example. While I was no Michael Jordan of the swimming world, I had plenty of successful moments, but I was conditioned to feel a moment of joy for maybe five minutes before moving on to whatever needed my attention next often never going back afterwards to enjoy the initial success. But to keep the focus on myself a little more, trust me when I tell you my EQ as a leader is one of my greatest assets, long before it became this buzzword in the leadership space. But if I am being truly honest with you, despite being so educated on my emotions and investing in healthy support systems like coaching and therapy and exercise, I still resist leaning completely into my most positive of emotions. Leaders, hear me when I say this. You do not need to be emotionally intelligent in order to create an environment where people can share their emotions. But if you are a leader that wants to, or simply just a person that wants to have a higher EQ, create a space to welcome emotion into and be sure to let it sit for long enough so it can be felt, seen, and understood. While Michael Jordan may never have had the greatest EQ as a teammate, he just so happened to have a coach in Phil Jackson that was known as the Zen Master. Coach Jackson tamed the fierce nature of this so-called bully into a competitor that knew when to seize the moment and when to pass the torch to a teammate. So, while few will ever play like Michael, and while few will ever coach like Phil, we can all strive for championship caliber performances when it comes to the sharing and receiving of emotions in pursuit of mastering emotional intelligence. That is, of course, until a leadership talent comes along as the so-called next EQ. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Career Competitor Coaches Corner. If this particular episode spoke to you, please, firstly, reach out to me and let me know that. I love getting that feedback. But secondly, share that sentiment with people within your network. Don't be shy. Go on whatever platform it is that you like to spread the word and publicize what it is you're doing or what it is you're listening to. And be sure to tag us at Career Competitor on whatever platform you're choosing to give us a shout out on. Be sure to continue to come back for more interviews and more Coach's Corner. And of course, as always, continue to do the great work investing in yourself, prioritizing the competitor within you so that you can optimize performance within your career. Bye for now.